With this week's Breast Luncheon Audio, you're going to hear from outside linebacker Derek McCartney on receiving a big award. You're going to also hear from defensive standout Ryan Moeller, then quarterback Safa Lufau before Mike McIntyre. So Derek today was named to the uh, ACA uh, Good Works team, which honors kind of exemplary community service by football student athletes. And with his honor, he's, I believe it's one of 11 from the FBS in the nation that uh, is being recognized to the Good Works team. And he will um, be going to the All-State Sugar Bowl where they are recognized, unless of course we are playing that day in our bowl game. So. Uh, Derek was presented with the trophy out at practice today and did some photo ops and uh, just have you in here to uh, talk about him. It's a, a pretty prestigious and high honor, so we'll just go to questions for Derek and he can talk about his community service efforts and also uh, what's been going on with him recently. Questions for Derek. Derek, can you just maybe explain, uh, you know, how you how you feel about getting this award? Um, you know, kind of where it ranks among your your personal and career achievements. Um, honestly, uh, the award is really cool. Um, it's a it's a great honor. Um, the coolest part about it is really the reason I got the award, and um, I got to donate uh, peripheral blood stem cells to uh, to a man with cancer. And um, recently received a letter that uh, he was he's cancer free now, and it's just that that's the most rewarding thing about it is just knowing that uh, someone just gets to extend life a little bit longer. So, how surprised were you today when the, they came out to practice and uh, told you you got the award? Did you know about it beforehand, or were you surprised? I mean, it was just it's pretty cool just to uh, just like be in front of the team and, and uh, them just get to hear what what I did and everything, and um, just see the impact that you can have on other people. So that's, that's the cool part about it for me. Talk about uh, what it means to you to be able to um, give back like that. I know um, Coach McIntyre has uh, really stressed a lot of um, you, know, you guys giving back as a team, things like that, but to be able to do this, uh, this event particularly, but then also just in general, um, the emphasis you guys have on being able to give back to the community. Yeah, so when Coach McIntyre got here, um, it was it was cool because he wanted us to give back to the community uh, in different ways that however we could. And um, one of the biggest things was signing up for Be the Match, and I didn't even know really what I was signing up for, to be honest, at the time, uh, just as a freshman. But I did it because he asked me to, and um, it was just really cool to see how, how things unfolded. And um, over the years, we've just done a lot of different things and gone to different elementary schools and helped out in just different uh, places with, with kids and everything. And we've gone to the Children's Hospital a lot, so it's been really cool just over the years helping out. Derek, describe the emotion that goes through your mind when you're reading this letter that the person that got your stem cells is, is, is cancer-free. I mean, what, what's the first thing that goes through your mind and then as you think about it? Uh, honestly, first thing is just is answered prayer. Um, it's just a real blessing to, that someone was, be able, was able to be helped by something like this. And um, I got the chills when I was reading it, just because it was so cool. Um, I just didn't know what to expect, and when I read it, it was just it was really a blessing just to see how it had helped somebody else. Derek, Derek, obviously this is also about awareness. Uh, could you describe what the procedure was like? First of all, when you were I guess you're, you're tested, or you you give a sample to see if you'd be a match, but then later on you were asked to actually donate bone marrow, correct? Could you talk about both procedures and, and 
when you give bone marrow? Is it painful? What's it, you know, talk us through that. So um, what I did was I gave peripheral blood stem cells and when, uh, when you do that, you have to get uh, these injections for a couple of days beforehand. And um, they're, they're said that they're supposed to make you feel like kind of sick, like you kind of have the flu and achy a little bit. And um, I did experience that, and, um, but it was well worth it, obviously. And um, it was uh, uh, the day of the procedure. Um, I sat in a machine and blood was moving from one arm into a machine into the other, and they were just collecting the stem cells from that machine. And um, it took like five hours, I think. And, it was it was a long time, but it was definitely well worth it. And when when did that happen? That was uh, early March. Okay. I know there's there were some rules stuff about you weren't allowed to meet the person. But have you been able to? Do you know who he is? I mean, I know you got the letter, but do you know who he is? Will you be able to meet this person? Um, first thing I got was the only thing I've got so far is the letter. Um, there's definitely like privacy rules with everything and. I don't totally understand everything, but I think uh, after another six months or so, uh, I'll be able to finally get in contact with them. So that'd be cool. Do you, do you know the identity of the person? No. Okay. <clears throat> Gender or age? Uh, I I know as a male. Um, I think in his fifties or sixties. Football-wise, can you just kind of update us on uh, how you're doing with your uh, recovery from the ACL? Um, doing well. Um, doing rehab every day, and uh, it's a slow process, but getting stronger every day, which is encouraging, and um, that's just the good part. I'm super excited for the guys to keep playing, keep pushing this week and the next in the few weeks ahead of time. Eric, let me give an update too of you know away from football in the classroom and, and where you're at in your, in your master's program and all that. Okay, so. This semester is my first uh, semester in graduate school in my uh, physiology uh, with my for my physiology masters and um, taking six credits this semester and uh, just keep working towards getting that masters. Hopefully, finish that next December. Any other? Very good. A lot of the I talked to a lot of the linebackers after your injury who said you know they were wanting to do this for you. They're they're going to elevate um, their play. Uh, for you, and um, obviously Jimmy is kind of one of the guys that's done that, become an elite pass rusher in this league. <coughs> what, from your perspective now off the field, have you seen from, from him and the way those other guys are going in? Um, honestly, I'm really proud of these guys. Uh, it's been really fun to just see their success from all the hard work they put in. and um, like I'll, I just know firsthand how much work they put in, and it's just really cool to see where they are because of the work they put in. Any final questions for Derek? All right. Thank you, Derek, and congratulations. Thanks. All right, we got uh, Ryan Muller, our uh, multi-purpose defensive player, doing everything for the Buffs. We'll do questions for Ryan. Ryan, when you when you guys start preparing for for Mike Leach offense and, and all sort of the, uh, the nuances and the complex schemes that come with that, where do you even, you know where do you start? Kind of start in the same place you do every week. You uh, you expect to see their best shot, um, and you got to watch film based on what they've been doing. And you know Washington State's known for their their air raid and. 
They like to move things around a bit, try and get you caught off guard. So really got to start there with uh, figuring out different steps in the different areas of where we think they're going to attack us, and then it all comes down to communication out there for us. To follow up on that, is there a challenge when you go from, in one week, uh, kind of a dual threat running quarterback, RPO, heavy offense, to now you're, you're, you're facing an air raid, which is almost like diametrically opposite of, a, of an attack. Is there an adjustment there? Or? I think you're still going to take the same uh, like sort of preparation towards e e each player, you know. And like last week when we had dual quarterback system, you know, and this week we're kind of seeing the the more heavy uh, pocket passer and, the, like I said, the air raid. But he'll uh, he'll get out and move some, and I think you just got to be ready to expect anything. Um, I think the moment you start counting anyone out for anything, that's when they're going to get you. Real quickly, can you just talk about your transition this year and how you feel it's gone? It seems like you've really stepped in there and stepped up for this team. So my new role, I definitely uh, took a, a bit of a learning curve to get there. I think there was there was um, you always got to know when you're when you're playing safety what's going on in front of you. Um, and I think coming to play this uh, new position, I'm a, a greater appreciation for what the guys have to do down there. You know, you take a big beating down there, having to take on those lead blockers, those pulling guards, and sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but now I think it is giving me a lot better perspective on um, where I can expect everyone else to be if, when I go back playing safety and when I get reps there. I have a little better uh, understanding, more concrete knowledge of where everyone's going to be. So I think me going to that position has helped me overall more of like a well-rounded player um, in that transition and better off for the team too. To follow up on that, have you had to do anything with your body and been trying to add weight during the season? I know that's nearly impossible. Right. Uh, they actually asked me to lose weight <laughs> um, coming into the season. I've always been a little heavier um, compared to the rest of the safeties. But when they moved me into this position, they kind of asked me to maintain or lose a little. And that's because I'm, I still got to cover. I mean, I'm still playing like a nickelback anyway. Um, and so if I can't cover these Pac-12 receivers, then I'd uh, be in the wrong spot. What makes this matchup, well, I guess one of the things that makes it so good is not only it's the top team in the South versus the top team in the North, but your guys' strengths lie right opposite each other. They're the top-ranked passing offense, you guys are the top-ranked passing defense. They're the top-ranked third-down conversion offense, you guys are the best against third-down. Um, when you look at this matchup, is it as simple as those matchups you think will determine the game? Well, I think X's and O's are a big part of it, definitely. But I think ultimately when it comes down to it, it's going to be a – it's going to be a showdown for sure. They're going to make plays and we're going to make plays. Um, I mean, really, you, know, you can expect that from them for sure. And, you know, you, the, next, the, the next best thing to do is, is move on. Our coaches talk about one play and clear. So if you have a good play, you have a bad play, it's done. Move on to the next one. Because if we start griping on those, those mistakes or anything like that, if we can't move on, then we're pretty much hurting ourselves. Ryan, Jimmy is kind of developed into an elite pass rusher in this league, nine sacks, third in the conference. Um, from your vantage point, what what has kind of led to his his growth this year, and what makes him such an effective pass rusher? I think his time spent uh, both in the film room and uh, with the defense has really helped him. I think uh, overall we've seen our entire defense grow because we've had the uh, the opportunity to understand the system rather than just kind of 
scrape the surface with the knowledge, you know, understanding the concepts and why we're doing what we're doing um, helps you get your job done and then helps everyone else around you. So that, that, that's being said for everyone else on the front or uh, linebackers too, even DBs. If uh, each one of them aren't doing their job, you know, it's not going to work out. So like the guys inside of Jimmy, they're doing their job. Um, to get the attention to them and their stunts and, and, and what they're working in there and the same with the middle linebackers and then it really just trickles on back. So I think uh, Jimmy's success um, and our defense's success is a, a culmination like of everything. It's everybody. Ryan, none of you guys, at least here, have been in this position before. Is it? Are you awed by it or can you take a business-as-usual type approach for these next two weeks? I think it's it's easy to see where we could get carried away with uh, the different story of this season. Um, that being said, I think our coaches have done a really good job of helping humble us, um, and I definitely don't see any problems with anyone around uh, people getting carried away personally or um, in any aspect. So I think that uh, everything is really just going on as it would as if We'd been here before almost. That's kind of how it feels. The confidence is there, so that allows us to play fast, and no one's nervous out there, so really working out. When you watch Phil Malufal, is he as heady and as cerebral quarterback as you've seen with his decision-making process and those kind of things? Uh, he's a very talented quarterback, and he definitely knows their system. He uh, will know where he's looking first as far his, as his progression goes, and he, he definitely can make split-second decisions if something's not there, whether to move out of it or, or dump the ball off to someone else or uh, checks and whatever he needs to do on their end. To play off uh, your response to BG's question about staying humble and the coaches doing a good job of keeping you there, uh, your head coach also said you guys have been good, real good, and now it's your time to prove whether or not you can be great. Was that a challenge that resonated with you? Yeah, I think uh, that's – that definitely resonated with me, along with the entire defense. I would say even I would say the whole team actually. Um, I can I can feel that uh, practice has been taken up another notch. You can feel it from the coaches too. Um, you know they they say they're always here to push us to do the things that we don't want to do, and that's right. Sometimes when it's the middle of the week, it's Wednesday practice, and the end of the year, maybe you can get caught going through the motions a little bit, and so they'll put you in put you in place, get you back going, light a fire under your rear end, and get something out of you. Ryan, this, you know, obviously this game is as big a game as any of you that are playing on this team now have, have been in um, with, with, all that, with all that is at stake with the national television audience, with all the hype surrounding the game. Is there, is there an extra feeling of juice in your guys' step this week? Like, do, you, do you guys feel that, or, or is it really business as usual? Like, how, how would you describe it? I definitely say it's business as usual, but uh, kind of a theme that I've felt with the team, too. You know, and this isn't us getting carried away, but a certain swagger. Um, you, you can feel it and you can see it and, and how we're kind of carrying ourselves around, you know. And when you go through a couple seasons or, or a long period of time where you're just getting worked over by everybody, you, you can feel it. You can feel like there's a, there's a big cloud over you and whatnot, and, and it feels like definitely that cloud is gone and everyone, uh, not they don't want to party, but like it, they're happy, right? So they, they want to celebrate. Um, and that being said, we haven't, exactly done anything yet we still have the rest of the season to play and then postseason too but um, I would say that that swagger that uh, jump in our pep in our step is definitely a big thing that's helped kind of keep us going and not letting us settle
kind of the challenge of their running game and the, and the running backs in general, not just the way they run the ball, but the way they throw to those guys so much. How much of, of your job this week is really watching those guys? Uh, you know, it just depends on the play and the coverage or wherever we're at with that. Um, they like to get the ball in the space, and they can. They, uh, they have really good ball skills. They're really fast, both running backs and the receivers. And their alignment can get out, and they can move too and, um, when they need to. So um, really, they're going to keep us honest, and so we have to really be disciplined enough to know our technique and our responsibilities and do our job, do our 111th so that everyone else can like do theirs too, and then we can be successful as a group. When will you start getting that nervous energy or feeling those butterflies in your stomach? Will it happen game day? Will it happen the night before? Do you know? Um, I feel like it's different for a lot of people. Me in particular, I I don't really get those anymore. Um, I would say I don't get those because I'm prepared enough and I'm confident enough in, in my ability. I just, I know. It, it's We're practicing every week for a test, pretty much. You're studying every day you know just like you would in school and when it comes comes time around for the test you see that one question on the test or every question you just yeah i know that i know that it's easy it's just like second nature and so that's kind of how it is out there for us and so i know i'm prepared i know the coaches have done a great job getting us there and um you know coach levitt always says i'm the only or you're the only one that's going to get you ready um so I, I personally feel that if i have those bugs in my stomach or whatnot then i'm not ready any questions for Ryan? Thank you. All right, questions for Seppo. Seppo, I know you guys went into last week's game hoping to get the offense back on track. Mission accomplished? Somewhat. You know, I think it's easy to be efficient in one week, but when you play a team like Washington State where they have such a high-powered offense and they score so many points, no matter kind of what team they play, I think it's important for us to go out there and, and have another good performance this week. How are you doing physically? Took a ton of the hits there in that game. You good, good. You know, I, I feel probably the best i felt all year, you know, to be able to have the facility and, and the trainers that we do and be able to rehab whenever I want, basically, is, is a great feeling. And I feel good. I'm, I'm ready to go for this week. As a, as a follow-up to that, you've had some shuffling on your offensive line. Will you just talk about how the offense has dealt with that and uh, you know your confidence in those guys, whoever it may be, moving forward? Yeah, definitely. Especially last week, I think, I think there was a three different guys that kind of got hurt, kind of switched in and out. and. For those guys that came in to step up and basically have no no drop off, it is great to see. You know, it hasn't been that way in the past, and to be able to have that much depth is really uh, there's a lot of confidence in my own line basically right now, especially with the run game and the pass game and and all that they do. They don't get enough credit for what they do, and so it's just really inspiring for me for to see those guys just come in. You know, I think especially Sully Weefels, you know, came in on like a a third down and one on the goal line against ASU, and he came in again uh, last week on a third down. And so for him to come in and step up like that, it is really big. Sepho, uh, 
Mike said after the game that you guys have been good, real good, and now it's your opportunity to be great. Do you agree with that? Did that resonate with you? Yeah, definitely. I think that we've done something, but I don't think we've done anything really. You know, I think that a lot of people haven't had high expectations for us this year, but in this building, in, in the locker room, we've had very high goals for ourselves. And so, you know, we've done very well up to this point. You know, we wish we could have done better, but eight and two's a, a good spot to sit at. And we've got two very important games and one very good opponent coming in this week in WSU. And so we've got to do everything in our power to be prepared and to go out there and, and basically play for a Pac-12 championship. Because if we lose this game, then basically everything is in our hands right now. And if we let it go, then who knows what will happen. So you, you guys have had the goal all along, but now that you're in place to do it, is there any difference in, in terms of uh, the intensity for the coaches, the preparation, the way they're challenging you guys, anything like that? Is there anything different now if the goal is right there, you're actually in place to do it? I don't think so. I think we've been trying to play at a high level all year that there's not much more. Obviously, you can you can yell a little more and you can be a little more intense, but I think for the most part, each and every week that we've went into, we've had very intense practices. You know, if Chef has something on his mind, he'll let us know. You know, if Lingren, you know, if we do something wrong in practice, Lingren will make sure that we know that what check to make or, you know, what look isn't good for what play. And so we've been very focused throughout these weeks. And I know we always haven't gotten the results we've wanted, even if we've won. But, you know, it's it's just another game. You know, it's another game that I'd like to treat as a championship game. And, Everyone else just wants to treat, create a little bit bigger press about it now. Steph, I know you weren't going to let Jimmy forget about getting getting juked in Arizona Stadium <laughs> and just said leaving his ankles on the ground. Um, but you know, another captain here is a guy a guy you're close to. What um, what can you just say about his progression this year? And, and, and Ryan mentioned a lot of it has to do with how well the defense now understands what it's doing, and so a lot of those other pieces help him succeed. Mm -hmm. but for him individually how he's become a pass rusher and you seeing that position from your side, what can you say about his evolution? Yeah, he's definitely gotten a lot better since since we've been here. You know, he's played all four years now and if my man could put on some weight he'd be a very a very dominant force. Not to say that he's not good right now, but to see his progression and how much better he's improved over the years is great to see. You know, if you would have told me that he would be getting the most sacks his senior year when we first came in, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, and so to see just his progression and how well he's doing is great to see. And, and like Ryan said, the defense is just knowing its job now, and everyone's just doing their part. And, and Jimmy is, is benefiting from that. Do you um, do you get, try to get him to eat more, or how does that work? No, I don't try and get to, eat, to get him to eat more. Obviously, we know all about the Jimmys and the Kenneths and the Bryces and the Philip Lindsays. Is there a guy on this team that's maybe an unsung hero that doesn't play that much? Is kind of maybe a blue guy that you know maybe doesn't get the recognition, but I think there's a couple, you know, and I'll mention I'll mention a couple. You know, I think one of them is is Andrew Bergner. I just call him Berg. You know, he plays DB, he plays special teams for us. But some of the looks that he gives on scout team, he plays cornerback here, and to be able to give us a good look on defense and be able to challenge some of our receivers, because sometimes you can't always get the best looks from your scout team. Sometimes you don't have the depth. Sometimes you don't have the players to go out there and give us a half-decent look, and he's done a really good job this year of going out there and, and playing ball, you know, on special teams and especially in practice. And another one, I think I think Tim Lynott 
you know, I, I know he plays a lot on offense, but I think, like I said earlier, linemen don't get a lot of recognition. But to be a young guy and, and stepping up and coming out and, and especially blocking for me, it, it goes unnoticed a lot, in my opinion. But he's done a lot of good things this year, and there's only a lot of you know room to go up for him. Washington State's defense is playing better this year than it had in previous years. What do you see from those guys on film? I think they're very physical up front. They've got a lot of activity going on. The, they like to do a lot of stemming and shifting. Uh, on their front four linemen, and sometimes they'll play a, an Oki front. But they've got basically, there's sometimes where you can really pick on someone, you know, in a defense. But with this Washington State defense, they're just sound all around. And so we've just got to be consistent throughout the whole game. And it's going to be back and forth. You know, no one's going to blow each other out. You know, it might, it might be a shootout. And uh, we'll just be, we'll be ready to play against a tough defense this week. Zepho, first top 25 matchup here at Folsom Field. I think since like 2002. I assume these are Sweet. the games that you guys have always wanted to play in, and now you're playing in them. Uh, do you relish the challenge? Are you having the time of your life right now as a football player? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you not excited? <laughs> who's, who's not excited to cover that, and who's not excited to play in it? I mean, to be able to... Playing a big game, especially at home in front of our fans, who's who's been incredible this year, and to finally, uh, we're eight and two, and to finally kind of get over the hump, and we're not losing all the time, and we're playing for something in November. The November games matter, and so it's really important. It's really exciting. I don't think anyone's uptight. I mean, the amount of laughter, and we had a great practice today, and guys were laughing and, and having fun and joking, and it's an exciting time, you know. We're just excited to play. It'll be a big game on Saturday. Uh, you know, I'm excited for everyone to come out and, and witness a good football game. So I know it would be kind of a, it could be just like a funny quirk to, um, you know, to talk about how you guys are nine and one in, in coin tosses and, and, and it's just hey. a fun stat. But it's 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 had a tangible effect because there's been Brian noted this the other day. There's been I think about six games where um, you guys won the toss, you deferred, you hold them on their first drive, and then you go down and score. So it's 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 been a really successful thing. When you guys walk out there, how does how does the arrangement of deciding what you're going to call um, and, and the feeling when it when it lands the way you want? Can you just kind of take me through that walk and, and that clip and how that goes? Yeah, so I, I call the coin toss every week, and I always go tails. Tails never fails. So if anyone's out there listening to this, tails never fails. The one time we lost, my coach jinxed me because he said that you're six and zero right now or something like that, and then I lost a toss. So Coach DePrado, it's it's his fault for that. Um, Coach, Coach Mack always tells us we, we're going to defer. I ask the kickers which way they want to kick if we lose, and we only lost once. So, um, yeah, tails never fails. That's, that's the moral of the story right there. So now you just brought up an interesting thing. I don't know if you heard Mike Leach the other week talking about the guy who does their coin tosses, but he was on one of those shows, like The Price is Right or something, and he won. So Mike Leach thought, well, God, he wins with that. He should do my coin tosses. I'm not sure he's lost a coin toss at all other. So a nice little uh, underlying current to this game all of a sudden. I think you're making the underlying current there. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I guess if he wins, uh, fair play to him because I'm not the one calling the coin toss. So well, you guys really haven't been in the shootout since Oregon. And this game has a good chance to be that. They haven't scored on their third this season. Just talk about scoring for you guys. You guys are really looking to play up-tempo this game and kind of what is your approach offensively given, you know, you were able to get back on track this last weekend somewhat, like you mentioned, but it's kind of been a slow-moving process the last few weeks. Yeah, I think we've got some opportunities to take some shots downfield. We're going to 
play our game, play up-tempo, and take what the defense gives us. But we need to be ready as an offense for a shootout. I mean, it's not like a secret that they don't score points. You know, you don't have to watch any of their games. You could just check their the stat line and be like, okay, they scored points. And so it'll be exciting. You know, the offense needs to be ready. I expect our defense to stop them. But if they don't, then as an offense, we need to be ready to score some points and, and get into a shootout. Stuff, but we all know you guys have not been in these games here in Colorado, at Colorado. But a lot of you in high school were in you know, championship games, things like that. It was several years ago, different level. But can you draw upon those experiences at all, those big game experiences? And does that help you guys at all in when you get to these situations? I don't know if I can draw from high school. I just think it's a different beast once you get into college. The I don't know if the linemen are bigger, the guys are faster. It, it's just a little different. But I think what we can draw on is the close games that we've been on, been in in the past through these last three years. And, yes, they haven't gone our way, but I think it's helped shape us in, in that if it's not going our way in a close game, we're not going to back down. We're not going to be scared or, or worried about anything. We'll just continue to play and continue to give everything until the last whistle and that last tick because anything can happen in a game. And, this is just another big game, and we're all excited to play in it. One last question for Sefo. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. <clears throat> Our guys are excited about this game, to say the least. Uh, uh, Mike Leach does a phenomenal job um, at Washington State. Uh, and uh, offensively, you know, that's exactly what they're known for, and he's done a great job there. But defensively, um, to me, they've made big gains, um, and uh, that's made them be win eight in a row. Offensively, they're scoring a ton of points. Um, Falk, the quarterback, um, does a phenomenal job of understanding exactly what Mike wants him in. He, it looks like to me he's checking about 50% of the plays, um, and uh, so they have a very good idea of what they want to do. It gets them in the right play a lot. We're going to have to um, – play really well, that's obvious, but we're going to have to tackle in space. They spread you out horizontally, and how we tackle in space would be a big key in being able to, to slow down their offense. Uh, defensively, they, they have a good front that stunts a lot. Um, they have a lot of tackle for losses and, and uh, harass the passer. So we have to do a, our offensive lines have to do a good job of um, handling that. So it's going to be a, a great game, and uh, we're excited about um, playing Saturday afternoon. It's going to be fun. Mike has that identity as, as, as the air raid guy, as, as that, that offense and, you know, goes, goes way back. Um, when, you, when you, as a leading a defense, as you start to prepare for that and all its nuances and complexities, where do you start? Well, I got a, uh, they had a, um, the AFCA or someone sent it out the other day and they had a picture on the front of the magazine that came out this month or of uh, Hal Mummy, the, the grandfather, the father of the uh, air raid, and then it listed all the guys that were underneath him. The first guy was Mike Leach. They got a picture of Mike Leach and uh, Hal Mummy when they were real young. It's a pretty cool picture. And, um, you know, they, uh, you know, their philosophy and how they do it, um, they all tweak it a little bit according to each game, add a few wrinkles. Uh, but the whole key uh, is, is honestly being able to, uh, you know, um, be able to tackle the receivers in space. The one thing that they've done a better job of um, is they have three really good running backs, um, and uh, they have been able to run the ball better, which keeps you a little bit more off balance. So we're going to have to be able to uh, you know, stop the run and tackle those guys. And uh, again, um, we're just going to have to play really well and, 
and, and play aggressive um, at times. And, um, and hopefully we're able to make more plays than their receivers are able to make and their running backs. When you talked about stopping the run last week, you guys had some trouble against Dawkins uh, doing that. Just what did you see on film, and what do you think you can do better this week? Well, um, you know, with this week, it's completely different. I mean, Falk never runs. He'll run and slide. He'll run a little bit. But he can sit in the pocket like Tom Brady and pick you apart. You know, it's kind of how he's, he seems like he has that calmness. Um, Dawkins was really fast, and we knew it. He reminded me of, of – He's not that guy, but very similar to what Kaepernick was when he was playing at when he was playing at Nevada and we were at San Jose State. He could just take off running and make plays, and he bounced outside on us on a couple times that hurt us. Uh, we fixed that for the beginning of the second half. We thought we had it fixed before the game, but his speed and able to bounce. Um, so did number ten. He bounced outside on us one time, um, so we were able to to kind of corral that a little bit. Um, they're they're a little bit different. They they will run some stretch plays. We call it. Um, and they're able to – their running backs hit it well. Um, it depends on what front we're in, what hole they're going to hit. So our guys got to know where to fit it up. Um, so hopefully we'll be stout enough against the run that we can um, kind of kind of eliminate that hopefully. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> what a bitch you. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, uh, Jimmy Gilbert obviously has, has developed into um, one of the, the elite pass rushers in this league. Um, how much does that does that bolster uh, <coughs> a defense to have that kind of consistent threat to get to the quarterback? And and what are some of the things that that have kind of helped that evolution for him? Well, it does help the defense. He's able to beat guys one on one, and you don't always have to blitz with him. Um, he was able to do that. Um, he you know he's had I think he has eight and a half sacks right now, I believe, and he missed a whole game basically. Um, which we needed him in that game, um, and then, uh, but he's done a good job. It, it helps because they got to kind of know where he is. The the offensive line, I'm pretty sure, sometimes they they sometimes take a back and chip him, and do some different things. So it, it helps us a little bit in coverage also. Like after the Arizona game, you talked about your team having been good and real good, and now the challenge is to be great. Do you look into their eyes and see that they're ready to take on that challenge? Uh, yes, I do. I, I definitely do. I, I do look in their eyes. I see their their practice effort. Their, um, you know, when you're talking to them as a team, they're looking at you. They're engaged. They understand what's um, what's going on. Um, you know, you've worked this hard. Uh, you just need to push the extra step. You know, and uh, and and that's not a pressure situation at all. It's just keep working, keep doing what you're doing, and and really enjoy the moment. You know, really embrace the moment with all you've got. Um, and uh, then it's not a, like an overwhelming feeling for you. So our guys are excited about it, and uh, um, they're looking forward to it. So uh, was up here, and he said, as an offense, they have to be ready for a shootout because Washington State scored a ton of points against mm -hmm. everybody they played. Mm -hmm. Obviously, top-ranked offense against a top-ranked pass defense. What are your expectations out of the defense? You know, when you're going against a team that completed 90% of their passes the other game, right. 4% on the season. Yeah, they, um, they you know, again, they're they're very efficient at what they do. Mike um, does a great job of, uh, of Luke Falk understanding where to go with the ball and what he's doing. Uh, you know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to play good defense um, and uh, to be able to win the game. Um, and you know, definitely gonna have to score some points when you're when you're playing in a in a major game like this with um, uh, high powered offenses on both sides of the ball. You're gonna have to score some points, but it. Both defenses, I think, in their minds, can think they can stop both def offenses. Um, so I think that's why the both teams are doing as well as they are. I think both teams are pretty balanced football teams.
your secondary to follow up with that. Your secondary has had a lot of talk about it, and they've done very well this year. Is this a game because they're going up against such a high-powered offense where you feel you almost have to give them an extra challenge? Uh, well, no. I think the challenge is just watching Washington State on film. I really do. I don't think I, I don't have to really say anything, except you know we're we're coaching them on certain techniques we want to play, certain things that we need to do in this game. Um, definitely coaching them on that. But there's real, there's no motivation. They watch them on film and realize how well Falk throws it, how well they run the routes. I mean, they got the leading. The guy broke Spruce's record um, the other day, and so I mean they they understand what we're going up against. So there's no motivation or. Um, uh, that type of thing, but there is the understanding of what the fundamentals we we're going to need to play against them well to be able to stop some of the things they love to do. Your offensive line, just a few words. You've had a lot of uh, injuries there, and yeah. a lot of different guys played last week. You want to just talk about the health of them and how you see them? Right. Uh, the the good thing about this compared to last year is the guys that we're throwing in there this year have had starts and played, so you don't have as big a drop off at all. You really kind of stay steady. And so, uh, um, you know, Jeremy was back practicing today, and um, Jared Coe's still out. Hopefully, he maybe, maybe can do some stuff tomorrow. I don't know. Um, so we've kind of got that going. We know Jonathan Huckins has played a lot in there. Sully Weefels has played a lot in there. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I feel good about the guys that we have. Obviously, kind of a, a quirky thing, but 9-1 and one in, in coin tosses this year mm -hmm. and has led to a lot of success. Yeah, Why would he do that? Well, <laughs> so but my, my question is, that as well as it's worked out, um, the philosophy of deferring and, and taking the ball has, 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 has paid dividends. Kind of Has that always been your, your philosophy in terms of kicks, or did that develop in some way? Uh, no, we, we talked about it. We kind of talk about it before every game, um, kind of what we want to do, and then Sometimes it depends on the wind and different things like that. Um, but so far, that's worked out the best for us. Coach, if I could ask you about a player who won't be playing. Um, going back to the Michigan game when Derek McCartney got hurt, um, to go from such a high to, to score that touchdown, you're in the lead. It looks like you're going to maybe upset the team where his father played in, in the Miracle Room. If you could take us into Maybe some one-on-one -on -one time you had with him after the game, knowing his knee was probably he was probably out for the season, and also if you could talk to a little bit about his character as a human being, because obviously. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, that was a uh, wild, um, like about a three-play sequence. Uh, I don't know if everybody understands exactly what happened in that situation. Uh, you know, Cheeto made the strip. We pick it up, run it in, um, and then we come back out and next series um, and uh, Derek gets hurt tears his knee up and I didn't know how bad it was but I knew he couldn't play anymore and then um, we uh, score um, Cepho goes in he throws a pass scores he gets hurt realize he's not going to play then we kick it off and um, Diego Gonzalez poses um, Achilles that was all in a four play sequence and I'm like, what in the world is going on? And um, the crazy thing about it is all three of those guys are roommates. <laughs> and so um, I said, nobody's living in that house anymore. Uh, and, uh, uh, but the, the way that uh, you know, Derek handled it, um, just like I knew he would, he's, he's a young man that has um, deep faith in his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, everybody knows Coach Max stand on that. Um, and uh, he lives it every day. He has been a team captain um, for us. He's a, um, he just won the uh, NCAA Good Works 
Um, not only they give it to only 11 players in, in, in the United States of America, I know y'all talk. So he represents that well. Uh, he, get, he, was, he was the blood donor. Um, and so he is an, a, a shining example of a young man who lives it, walks it, breathes it, everybody respects. He's also a very tough, hard-nosed football player. Uh, he's a very good student. He, want, he wants to be a doctor. He has an opportunity to do that. He's doing really well in school. Um, and so he's just an outstanding young man. And the way he handled that, he handled it with grace. He handled it with, um, he was very down, but he's been at the training room every day. He's been at, around practice. He's been at the games. He's been supporting the young men that are playing uh, exactly what you would think. And you know, the good thing is we got him back for another year next year. Um, so I've been very, um, he did exactly, he handled it exactly like I thought he would. I spoke to Akella and asked him when he'll start getting that nervous energy, that those good feelings of butterflies in his stomach, and he said probably not until he hit the field. Ryan says he doesn't get them because if he's prepared, he feels there's no reason to Who have Who said them. that? Moeller? Moeller, yeah. Okay. I'm wondering about yourself. When, when do you start getting those butterflies? <laughs> well, what time was the Arizona game over? <laughs> right after the, um, right when I got on the bus, kind of ate my In-N-Out burger and started thinking about the uh, next game. So about right then. You know, it's funny, um, when young men end up coaching and they come to us and they're GAs, uh, and then they can't, it, they always come into my office about, I don't know, about the middle of the second game, second week of the second game, and they go, Coach, now, now I know why we said you were crazy on Tuesday and Wednesday. He said, they got to get it. They got to learn it. They don't get it if they're not fo – I said, now we get it. You know, you wish all guys could coach and then go play. They'd be better players. It's just the way it is because – they, it's our job as teachers, we have to prepare everything for them on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Really, if they don't get it by then, forget trying to do something on Thursday and Friday, and they got to play it Saturday. They get hit, there's people running at them, there's big things happening, there's people screaming, they get up, they're kind of, their elbows hurting, they got to think straight, and they got to line up and play and execute it. So we have to be able to get it all across to them early in the week on di all different types of ways that we do it um, and, and, and so we all look at ourselves as teachers. The, the difference in our teaching philosophy is, and it, I'm not saying everybody's this way, but our kids have to know it and if they don't know it and screw it up, not everybody goes, well there's, it's their fault, like a professor, well you should have studied better, you, you know, you study better next time. No, we're the professors, we're the ones that get in trouble, we're the ones that get yelled at. So we have to get it across to those young men so they can perform well and reach their dreams. And uh, so um, the great thing about having a more experienced team and the experienced guys passing it down to our younger guys now like we are, um, they understand that when we tell them, hey, you better play inside leverage, they don't go, oh, I got it, coach, and they go in the game and play outside leverage and they score on. These guys have had that happen. Now they know if I say play inside leverage, they play inside leverage. If we play outside leverage, if the guy's lined up on the numbers, you got to do this. If the guy's lined up on the hash, you got to do this. So they, they see it quicker, and now our younger guys are learning that too. Um, without having to make the mistakes um, to see that. So um, I start getting nervous, basically nervous all week. What you're saying, you're a better teacher yeah, this yeah. year than you've ever been. Oh, I'm a better teacher than I've ever been, no doubt about it. <laughs> you have better pupils. Coach, obviously Shane Callahan hasn't had quite the college career maybe he was hoping for. Uh -huh. high school. What does it say about him wow. that he stayed ready and uh, it seemed like he played pretty well? Oh, wow. Um, I told Shane in front of the whole team how proud I was of him. Um, you know, he is a phenomenal young man, um, you know, and it was, a, you know, I think maybe the most highly recruited guy in the state his year coming out, definitely lineman-wise, one of the top one or two, um, chose to go to Auburn. 
Um, after we were here, he called me, got a release and called and wanted to come back. We'd love to have him back. And, you know, he's played on and off through his career here and um, hadn't played a lot early, had helped us tremendously on our special teams um, and, uh, and then was able to start the other day and, and played really well. And, um, you know, he never said boo. He just worked hard. He had a great team attitude. And, um, you know, he, he's an example. That's what you have to have for, your, for you to have a chance to win championships. People get hurt, things happen, people have to step in, star in the role, and when they star in the role, then everybody's dreams have come true. And that's what he did, and a lot of our players are doing that. That's how, you, that's how you're a good team. It's not just your first 11 and all the guys, it's the depth you have, and they come in and they're ready, they're prepared, they have a positive attitude, they've been after it and competing. If he would have been sulking for the last eight weeks, he wouldn't have played well, would have hurt us. Um, and he didn't. Um, you know, he has unbelievable parents, he's an unbelievable young man, and. Uh, I can't tell you how proud I am of him. This may be an unfair question, and not to take anything away from here. You're going to give me a, so can I say no right now? I don't want to have to answer unfair question. Is this the most fun you've had coaching football? Oh wow, um, it's all relative. Um, uh, you know, I've, I had fun coaching football at Davidson College my first year, and I'll, I'll, I'll never forget when we upset Charleston Southern. You know, I said, "Well, we were Division three non-scholarship, basically playing a scholarship team and beat them." I, I'll never forget that locker room with those young men when I was a defensive coordinator. Um, I'll never forget coaching um, at the Dallas Cowboys, and we beat the New York Giants on Monday Night Football on, in overtime on a you know last-second you know field goal. You know, so. And then I can just go time after time. Um, but it, these young men have um, been phenomenal. And, I, yes, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, and we've got a lot left to do. Um, but, you know, the most fulfilling thing you get as a coach, my, my thought on it, is, yeah, the wins are exciting all that, but it's just to see those guys' eyes and see their faces and see them enjoying it and see them accomplish things that nobody thought they could accomplish. And uh, when you get, not many times you get a chance in life to do something that nobody thinks you can do, and you might have even doubted it. And then you overcome doubt and you overcome fear. Woo! You can't teach a better life lesson than that because they're going to face a lot of hard things in life that they're going to have to look it in the face and overcome it. So, you know, I, when I look at that, I see those type of things happen, and that, that excites my heart. It really does. Coach, is there a big college game in your past that you can recall two ranked teams as much at stake as this one that you know you can maybe refer to? Mm, uh, wow, it's a good good question. Um, I, I don't know if I uh, have if, if one that kind of comes down to the, these two teams. I don't think there's been one quite like this that I've been involved with where you have two teams that nobody thought would be here. Um, and that both believe they can be here and the excitement of it um, and uh, having a chance to both control their own destinies on their each side of the conference. You know, we could all meet again, too, and, uh, in, in three weeks. Um, so that, that's kind of interesting in the thought process also. Um, so uh, um, it, it's exciting. Uh, you know, it's a, um, it's a great opportunity, and we're excited about it. And, I think it's it's you know it's a pretty neat situation I would say. Thanks. I knew we couldn't get out without Brian asking a question. <laughs> okay. Before the season, you and I were talking. You said there was one uniform combination this season you were really excited about. Have you guys had that uniform combination yet? Uh, no. Is it coming up? He <laughs> <laughs> said it wasn't going to be a hard one. Just wait and see. All right, thank you, Coach. All right, thank you.